Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show. It is a short week, so the Saints got back in the middle of the night, so they have automatically begun work on the Green Bay Packers. So we are thrilled to have a couple of former Saints coaches. Rick Venturi will join us first, and then Jim Mora a little later in the show. And Coach Rick Venturi joins us now. Coach, uh, first off, it's been ages for you and I. How are you doing? And welcome to the show. Well, I'm doing really well. I'm still at the plate here in, in, in Colts land. You know, I do the games and uh, podcasts and a lot of other stuff. And, you know, I guess I've gone over to the dark side, as they say, but uh, I'm really enjoying it. I stay productive. And, you know, we had a win, which is a big deal for a very young team and a young quarterback. So, you know, things are good. We're going to Baltimore on Sunday. So we're kind of going from the shallow end to the deep end. So I, I'm I'm well aware that you live in, you know, like I do, I live in a one-team world. There could stuff happen outside the world, and I'm like, I don't know. If it didn't happen in the Saints, you know, I, I don't know about it. But you did, you know, I know there's some special feelings towards the Saints, and I know that when we asked you on the show that you, you know, you did, some, you did your research because I know you. Uh, there's And I know coaches. And there's no such thing as an ugly win, and I don't even like to say that because a win is a win is a win. And the Saints went on the road where they've struggled in Week 2 and came away with a W. And quite frankly, in Week 17, nobody's going to ever point back to this game. No, that's exactly right. You, you never apologize for a win. They're very, very difficult to, to get, uh, you know, and very, very tough in the division on the road. Um, what is most interesting, and Bobby and I have had these conversations the last couple of years, is to see the transition in the Colts, I mean in the Saints, <laughs> I'll get that confused every once in a while, they are my two teams, but um, you know, in the sense that in the great era with Drew, you know, a lot of those games were in the 40s, I mean it was an offensive show and you know, hang on as best you could and that's totally transitioned now to where you know the Colt or the Saints are legitimate uh, defense. I mean, number four just in two weeks, but this has been consistent two weeks and four four in total, five in scoring defense. And you saw that again 
last night. And I think the offense, just watching it last night, will only grow, you know, with Thomas back and, and Olave, you know, and, 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 you know, the Taysom Hill effect was there last night. And I really like Derek. I've played against Derek a million times. And, you know, he struggled in that first half. He had the one bad inter- interception, but he put it behind him and did enough in that second half to win. And yeah, that's a big win. And like I said, the defense is going to be really good. And I think the offense there, I think they're just going to get better, to be honest with you. Now, uh, Coach, when you look at, uh, and you being the defensive mind, and and we've talked about this, uh, okay, what's winning football? And you look defensively. I know whether you're forcing a three and out or if you can get off the field on third down, uh, that you get extra possessions, and that is uh, monumental. Well, if you look at the Saints, uh, they've in the past two games, uh, teams are only, uh, that being the Titans, and, and obviously uh, looking at the game yesterday uh, against the Panthers, only six for 26 on third down. I mean, uh, just about winning defense. And then you get where all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, a Saints record beat the Dawn Patrol when I was playing in 1991. You know, uh, nine straight games held an opponent to 20 points or fewer. Now it's going to 10 straight games, allowing less than uh, 20 points to its opponents. That's the longest such streak. And, and, and I take the case in point that shame on uh, Derek Carr and the offense and Coach Carmichael. If we hold every opponent to 20 points, we should win, damn it. I mean, oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> you know, in, in, in my day a few years ago, you know, in the, in the 212s and 213s, you know, we always felt like that if you held people to 17, um, you know, that was that was definitely that you you were a playoff team. I, I'd have to move that up a little bit now. I think now playoff scoring, you got to be if, um, from an offensive standpoint, you got to be around 24, 25. And so defensively, I, I think now the objective is is 20 or less. And, you know, and I think the key issue is and, and you just hit it. It's it's really all about points given up. You know, you can you can give up yardage, but if you keep the point total down, you always give your team a chance to win. And you know, the three areas that I look at are red zone defense. You know, I've been with defenses that were middle of the pack, but they were real good in the red zone, and that keeps the point total down. I always say threes don't beat you. And then I think a, a law statistic. Uh, that I really study, and we've really struggled here with this, is fourth quarter defense. You know, the NFL has become, it probably always was, but I think last year was a record-setting differential. Uh, It's a one-possession game. (laughs) And, you know, there are freaks, but basically you're going in the last 10 minutes and it's a one-possession game. So I think a hidden statistic that I now always study is your fourth quarter defense. And then the final thing is you, you get the ball back, is, is create turnovers. Um, you know, again, the turnover differential, um, very seldom, very seldom is that, is that a, a, not a winning formula. I think, the, you know, and you remember them well, but uh, the greatest show on turf Rams uh, are one of the, you know, one of the anomalies on that because they just scored so many points. But basically, if you win the turnover differential, you're going to win most games. That's why I look at even uh, last year, Coach Ventura, it was amazing the Saints won seven games. They were minus 11. I'm like, yeah. what? 
Uh, yeah, I yeah. thought they'd have won three or four games. Minus 11, they were 7-10. and 10. And then you look right now, we, uh, we were even, but you plus one after two games. Can you get on the plus side? And then you look at the different factors like you previously uh, were mentioning. And you think at this day and age how it leans towards the offense to have success. I mean, just going back to even last season uh, in the Eagles game, and now they scored with about a minute left, a touchdown. Yeah. But it's hard in the NFL to play basically eight quarters and not give up a touchdown. I mean, that's, no, why, that's why I'm optimistic where the Saints are at right now. Oh, I would, I would, to me, I think you're definitely optimistic. And defense is that, – that's not a surprise right now with the Saints. I mean, you go you, – you play the Saints, you know you're not going to get a lot of points. And going back to that differential, I'm going to give you a tale of the tape here. In 2021, the, the Indianapolis Colts were second in the league with a plus, 50, with a plus 14 turnover ratio, and we had a winning season. We melted down in the last couple of weeks and didn't get the playoffs, but we had a winning season. Last year in 22, we went from second to 32nd. We went minus 13. And we literally just fell off the table. But, you know, to me, just watching it last night and, and you know, like Mike said, I, I haven't, you know, I, I live in this tunnel up here. So, you know, I, I, I don't I haven't watched a ton of it. I do follow it because they are will always still be my club. But, um, you know, I, I just looking at it last night, I would be very optimistic because defense travels well. It doesn't go away. And I think the offense will only get better. I, I think I thought Carr played a little tight in the first half. I thought, like it, it's like sometimes, and you did it well. But you know, sometimes you got to push it deep early. You know, and just loosen them up and loosen yourself up. Rick, don't don't feed the ego, please, please don't feed the ego. That's, that's like <laughs> oh, there's listen, a sign. I, don't I feed the, don't feed the animals well, at the well, zoo. Well, don't even, feed the ego. Well, even if you're not completing it, uh, just throw it deep to keep the quarterbacks honest. I'm with you. I'm and with I'll, you. I'll tell you what, and and I cry for it here. And we got a kid that can do it, but we struggle at receiver. But if you look at the league today, the trend. And it's a lot of it is because of the movement quarterbacks, the influence of the Saturday game and the option and the stretch, you know, the Jalen Hurts, the Lamar Jacksons, our kid now, uh, AR5. I mean, you know, they're changing the landscape of the game. And what they're doing is they're forcing defenses to basically play almost eight and a half guys inside the numbers to close the edges. Well, in your day, Bobby, we would have prepared. We would have died to have single coverage on the outside. And if you if you study the game today, it is mostly single high. I mean, the, the family of defenses have crept in there. And so I'm, I'm kind of going back to your statement. I cry for it here. I just think that you have to take X amount of shots on the outside. And even if you don't make it, you have to stretch the defense. You know, I went, we practiced against Philadelphia for two days this year, and it was just an eye-opener to me because, you know, we put eight up there, we stopped the run, we stopped Hurts. This is in practice. But all of a sudden, there was like five balls over the top to A.J. Brown and to Devontae Smith. And it, very quietly, <laughs> that was about 35 points. You know, and in a practice, you don't you don't do that. But if you look at the evolution of the defense today, it's gone all back to that single high. So you and you got the receivers to win one on one on the outside. Got to take a break. It's a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show, along with 
Former Saints coach Rick Venturi will have Jim Moore at top of the hour. Bobby Abers at the Silver Slipper. Mike Hoss in studio back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special finance Financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back. It is a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show. The Saints busy working on the Packers this week. We've got Rick Venturi, former Saints coach with the Colts, and now he's part of the broadcast team with the Colts. But I want to ask you a couple of questions. So, Bobby, cool your jets a minute. Uh, the first one is, uh, you know, we, we lost a dear friend recently, uh, Steve Sidwell, uh, just the best. He had the most low growl. Is that an indication? <laughs> you know, and, but he was just, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, there was, a, there was a relationship between coaches and media then that I don't think exists now what, what, for whatever. And you were a part of that. It was just, it was, he was such a good guy. Oh, I'm going to just put off your question for for 35 seconds because I want you and Bobby to make sure that when Jim comes on there that you thank him for me. Jim Jim resurrected my career at its lowest ebb and gave me a chance to come down there to a great city and coached for a decade in New Orleans, and I'm everlastingly thankful to him, and you make sure you uh, give that. Uh, Steve was – Steve – Steve always called me Rumi. We uh, we actually, believe it or not, we did not cross paths in New Orleans. We crossed paths in Indianapolis. Uh, the two of us uh, were together in '84, um, and we we first moved to Indianapolis in 
all of a sudden it's Steve and I are together and we're sharing an office. We we first we didn't have a complex in the beginning. We were in some little schoolhouse and he's calling me roomy all the time and he just one of the greatest guys. He will be so missed by so many and his son Scott, you know, lived next door to me in New Orleans and you know, he's really like another son to me, but Apple Sid doesn't was, fall far Trump from the tree, I can tell no, you. No, 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 no. You know, just a great family. Sid was just a tremendous human being and obviously a tremendous football coach. I mean, the defenses that they put together and he put together in New Orleans were legendary, you know, the Dome Patrol. And just a fabulous guy, you know. We we stayed we stayed in contact for a long time. He's that old guard. He's he's just one of us, and uh, it's just, it's really sad. It's almost hard to believe that he's gone. Yeah, I'm, and the second thing I'm going to say, I'm not going to get into the why, but I am going to assume it's not the first time you've said it. But there's a, there's a statement that I often repeat, and it, <laughs> you know what it's coming, right? And I'm is, not sure. I made a lot of. It's okay. It's, it is. Hey, you stood up there and you went, "Hey, somebody's got to drive this train," and it was a long time ago. And forget about the reason why, but somebody's got to drive this train. And I, I say that all the time, usually to my kids or my wife or something. But you know, uh, is is that is there an yeah. origination for that for you? Yeah, I re- I remember it like yesterday. Those are things that you never forget. It was, you know, Jim. Just you know, he had had enough. And he just unexpectedly left. And I had only, you know, I had just come to New Orleans. I I had just come in the spring. You know, I mean, the way the crow flies, I think I was there about like seven weeks. And when Jim left, it was chaotic. And, you know, what happened was I think initially uh, Bill wanted to go with somebody in the personnel department as the head coach. And if you remember accurately, the staff rebelled against that. And they said, no, we want one of our own. And Rick has done it in Indianapolis, and we feel like he can do it here. And so my first statement, because one thing is, and I knew this with experience, is regardless of what the situation is before, if you, if you want any success at all, you have to take over and you have to fill the leadership void that's now gone. And, you know, that was the origin of somebody's going to drive this train and it's going to be me. And that was just an attempt, Mike, at that point in time, really, to let everybody know that we wouldn't have a leadership void. Whatever happens, we would we would drive this train. All right, Bobby, I know you're dying over there. Go ahead, take no, it away. No, and then uh, no, no, no. I'm interested in those stories because I, I was with the Falcons at the time. <laughs> you know, with Coach Venturi, I'm sure. You know, I remember those days. Uh, you know what I like, Coach Venturi? All I know is when I was with the Saints. Uh, we usually beat the Falcons. When I was with the Falcons, we beat the Saints. I mean, so I mean, again, again. So uh, you know, the, the truth might hurt a little bit, but I just like that I was on the winning side. Uh, but whatever. You know, talking about a leader, uh, Coach Ventura. How about uh, uh, leading by example? Because uh, he's kind of shy; doesn't want to really talk to the media. But I know you got to be a big fan of Marshawn Lattimore. I don't know if he's uh, the best. But he's definitely in that conversation. You know, I don't know, top two or three, whatever. In week one, uh, he allowed nine receiving yards. In week uh, two, he allowed six receiving yards. Uh, the, you know, when he's like the nearest uh, defender in coverage. I mean, Lattimore, to me, is not even close. The greatest Saints cornerback in history. Now, I played with Dave Wehmer and all that. And, 
Uh, that was probably the weakest position as far as the Saints Hall of Fame. But Marshawn Lattimore, he's amongst the best of the best. I, I don't know your evaluation of him, but, but I think he's that good. Well, he, he is a premier. Uh, he would definitely be in the conversation for the very best. Um, I love the way he plays, you know, and I love the way he goes about it. I mean, when he makes a play, um, it, it, he, you know he's been there before. He's not, he's not trying to create a brand. His brand is great football. And in my opinion, and I have tremendous admiration for that position. I've coached it. I believe in it. I think there's more pressure on those guys today than there's ever been because the style of play is there. And a guy, if you have a shutdown corner today, which he is, he's the closest thing to a shutdown guy, I mean, they are money in the bank because then that allows you to do so much else. It allows you to load the run against these movement guys, which you're going to see as you keep going on. You'll see it here in a few weeks when you come to Indianapolis. And then what it also does is allows you to increase your pressure package because if you feel confident with a guy like Lattimore, at least on one side, you know that you know you can lean the other way and bring a lot of folks after that quarterback. We are speaking with former Saints coach, former interim head coach, Colts. He's been around the league for a long time now, part of their broadcast. Just an all-around great guy, Rick Venturi. One more break. Got to step aside. It is the Saints Coaches Show, special edition here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. Special edition of the Saints Coaches Show, along with former Saints coach, former Colts coach, former Rams coach, Rick Venturi. And, Rick, i got to ask you a couple of just quick ones. First off, yes or no, somebody texted, do you still ride your motorcycle? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> right. Fig- figured that was so. Uh, and secondly, and I think Bobby, well, well, hopefully we'll get to the Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew, whatever. I know just the, the game has changed. But the game has changed, which leads me to Taysom Hill shows up at your doorstep in the mid-'90s or early-2000s. It's, it's different, right? I mean, he's, he's – yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? No, I think it is different. And uh, I think they're finding that rhythm again with him. Um, you know, Sean had done a really good job. I mean, the game is changed. You know, we now the, – the NCAA game has come to Sunday. Uh, not everybody has it. Uh, you know, you're probably not in that situation, but you have a guy like Hill that you can interchangeably use in there so you can get the effect and you can make a pe- people prepare. I mean, he was critical in that first half when it was tight last night. And he's, he's a monster with the ball in his hand. So what you're getting is you're getting the luxury of a Saturday night, of the Saturday game, and yet you have a classic drop-back passer who didn't have a great game last night. But if you, if you look at Carr's background, he's had a ton of winning fourth-quarter drives to win games, and that's going to be important to you as you go on. Yeah, uh, the, you know, Coach Venturi, since he came into the league, he's number one in the NFL in most uh, fourth-quarter uh, comebacks. And uh, last drives, number yeah. one. Yeah, uh, number so, one. Uh, I, I mean, uh, you want that uh, to be that closer. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not that old. But Jim Thorpe, I'm, I look at Taysom Hill. <laughs> I mean, anybody that can run back a kickoff or, or, or block a punt or throw a forward pass in the NFL, catch a pass, the way he runs can run around you, run over you. I mean, I, I, I have not witnessed now. You might try and copy this, but I have not seen, uh, like, a version of Taysom Hill. Even though you think all these great athletes, uh, I've not seen someone as tough and as fast as skilled 
as a Taysom Hill and what he could bring at the NFL level. I mean, truly a Swiss Army knife, jack of all trades. Yeah, I say you're exactly right, and particularly with that physicality. If our guy can stay whole at six five, at six four and a half, two forty five, four four one. If our guy can stay whole, he's the same kind of guy. Most of these quarterbacks that are great athletes are what I call playground players. They're elusive, you know, movement guys. This guy, our guy, will run over you, and you know we'll see that matchup here in a few weeks in Indianapolis. And I really can't wait for it. I'll just say, if you guys are there, but man, please stop and see me in the press box. Oh, uh, we will, uh, and we'll be there October 29th. Uh, just it, it'll make it easier on you. We get in on Saturday, probably get some St. Elmo's reservations seven ish, because I'm sure that won't be difficult. No, uh, <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Actually, it, we'll never, we'll never be that great city in New Orleans in terms of, of eating joints. But I will say this: from the time I left here, and like I forget whatever it was, and. 93 and when i came back in 212 really the downtown indianapolis has been revitalized you guys i think you'll be surprised when you see the vibrance on a saturday night here don't get me wrong hey new orleans well we appreciate your time as always and you were always one of those just good solid just like steve silwell just good solid guys best of luck and especially since you're in the booth now and not uh you know not, not down on the sidelines and we will see you in indianapolis We'll see you guys. Thanks All a right. lot. Thank you, Coach Venturi. Let's pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back, we're going to have another Saints coach and a big one, Jim Mora. 1986 to 1996, he will talk about the Saints' 2-0 start and what lies in the future. Bobby will join us as well. Stick around, a special edition of the Saints Head Coaches Show here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show on a special Tuesday edition and a special edition overall because the Saints are hard at work getting ready for the Green Bay Packers. A long week for the Carolina Panthers, then a short week, and it's on the road. They leave Saturday, so the coaches hard at work. So we just spoke with former coach Rick Venturi, who's now in the Indianapolis Colts booth, and now the man who hired Rick Venturi, Jim Mora and Jim First off, welcome to the show. And secondly, I want to make sure I get it out of the way because I'll forget. But Rick Venturi said to thank you because you hired him originally at what was kind of a low ebb of his career. And I know you knew what a quality guy you were getting. But he said to say, tell Jim thanks because without you, his career doesn't have the projection that it does. Well, I don't know about that. Rick Venturi is a pretty talented guy on his own. And he didn't mean me to really, I don't think, do anything to help him. Maybe I did. If I did, I hope I did. But I, I enjoyed uh, working with Rick, and uh, he's a, a talented guy, a great guy, and uh, I wish him well. I haven't talked to him for a while, but I, I wish him well. So the Saints went on the road Monday night. They've struggled uh, for the last decade in week two, and, and 
I know, I know this about NFL coaches. You appreciate every win, but if you, you, I know you appreciate road wins and road divisional wins have that little extra twang to them. Well, always. Well, I, like you say, every in the NFL, every every game, seventeen games, and every game is of utmost importance, and you can't ever take one lightly, which nobody does because they'd be stupid if they did. And uh, whether you're on the road, whether you're at home, you got to be prepared. You got to prepare all week. You got to be the best you can be. And uh, I, I, because everybody's pretty good in the NFL. Now, some teams are better than others, and and that's just how it is. But but everybody has the equal chance to be a successful team with the draft and free agency and all those kind of things. But uh, it, it's just it's just every every week is is a is a struggle to get ready and and to play and and you just hope things work out. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But you got to keep fighting. And that's the important thing, I think, in the NFL. But uh, uh, just just try to do the best you can every week and uh, hope things work out for you. Now, Coach Moore, before I, I get – because I always wanted to ask you this because I'm on the different side of the ball on offense. Uh, but you as a defensive-minded coach and your staff, how did you approach – uh, a rookie quarterback, and uh, I'm going to get to that. But be- before that, boy, when I reflect back and look at the, the coaches that were on your staff and who you were associated with, all the success. I mean, in the passing of uh, Coach Steve Sidwell, haven't been able to talk to you uh, since then. But you look at the, how famous the Dawn Patrol is. You look at Vic Fangio now. I mean, it's going back to the USFL with the Stars. He's now with the Dolphins. Look, Dom Capers parlayed his opportunities in the head coaching jobs. Your son, JL, uh, look, he's now at UConn. Uh, but the, all, all these coaches, highly successful. Uh, is that like uh, your coaching tree? How do you describe that considering the coaches that were around you and the success that they had? You know, Bobby, I, I got lucky because when I got the job as head coach with the Stars in the USFL, I I got it very soon close to the beginning of the, the season. And uh, I, I had to hire some guys that, that I'd, I'd had. I, I hired a couple of guys I had never even seen before or, n- or known before. But I, 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 had, I hired them because of somebody that I respected uh, recommended them, and I did. And I got lucky because I had an excellent staff three years in the USFL and then in in with the Saints and and I was very fortunate like like you said some of these guys have gone on to become head coaches uh, coordinators uh, lengthy careers all that kind of stuff and uh, even a guy like Vic I kind of hired Vic off off the streets of Philadelphia and uh, he, he's a tr- and I got lucky there I didn't know Vic I'd never met him before but I he was a friend of Joe Marciano's who was already on our staff I hired Vic I don't even think I met him before I hired him. He didn't have much of a of a, a responsibility when he when he first got to to, to our staff on the uh, with the stars, but anyway, I mean, and this guy's a terrific coach and and should be a head coach still. I mean, I think he got a raw deal with the Broncos, but anyway, I got lucky with these guys and uh, and and they were really a, a huge, huge, huge part of, of our success that we had in the USFL with the Saints. Uh, and 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 like you say, I think you know with a guy like Vic who's still coaching and 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 all, 
Dom. It, it was amazing. I and so you, you, and then some of these guys have died. John Pease did. Uh, Steve Sidwell did. Uh, 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 our, our special teams. Our, our uh, fitness coach with the Saints did. Uh, yeah, uh, Paternostro. Every time I go into my den in an office and I look at our staff and. And, and I see these guys, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, what happened to him and all this kind of stuff. But we stay in touch, and uh, I, I was lucky. I had I got a good staff, and, and I and it was pure luck because I didn't know some of these guys at all before I hired them. But anyway, well, uh, that, they, they, that was the main reason we were successful. And we, and, had, uh, the, we had good players, too, obviously. You need that. Yeah, uh, Coach Morrow, uh, the strength conditioning uh, coach, uh, we think it of, and we get together, Russell Paternostro. And, uh, Russ, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and we get together at my restaurant right before Saints training camp. We've been doing this ever since he passed away. And we'll get like Brad Edelman, Steve Court, Chuck Kaminsky, uh, Jim Dombrowski, all older players, whoever can make it. We usually get, you know, 12 to 15 guys, Dean Kleinsmith, the old trainer. And we just reminisce always before training camp starts and get together. And we've been doing that uh, since – you know, the passing of Russell. And I want to say now, shoot, it's been, uh, you know, like a dozen and a half years or right under that. Uh, but it just shows you uh, that life is fleeting and, boy, it's all about those relationships. And I know how much I respect you and I, and I respected Coach Sidwell. And, boy, uh, some of those practices, I always knew that going against our defense in the Dawn Patrol and Coach Sidwell and, and the schemes, if I can somewhat have success, against our defense, uh, the games weren't as tough. Now, it depends if you're playing the uh, Reggie White and the Eagles or the Giants and Lawrence Taylor. But you know the point I'm making about how competitive uh, you had our practices. Yeah, well, one thing I want to ask is how come I never get invited to your deal every year? Well, because you live in California. Well, no, the, the, how do you know I can't get in a plane? And I was just there. I was, I was at the game Monday night. Well, well, we have we have this. It's always I was in, in New the, Orleans Monday night. Well, well, for WDSU with uh, well, Sir Mackle. Yeah, we're gonna have you. Uh, it's it's gonna be the the, the uh, middle the middle of the, the middle of next July. I can guarantee you before the start of training camp. That's when we plan this. But these are all the Saints players that live in Louisiana, in the New Orleans area, Mandeville, you know, North Shore, and around here. But I'll you're make invited. Sure, I'll make sure you're invited. I'll make yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can invite you, uh, Coach Mara, for sure next year. Uh, because, uh, listen, uh, we want you around and because uh, we want to tell great stories about how hard you were on us in Hammond. Uh, when I, I look, it was a hot summer this year. You know what, Coach, I'm thinking about this. It was hot this summer. I was so glad when they went inside. But I'm saying, come on. It, it wasn't as hot as Hammond because they don't even do two-a-days anymore. And now if they go three straight days of practice because of the collective bargaining agreement, they get a day off. I remember going like 10 straight days to two days until we finally had a day off. So, I, mean, I know, and that yeah. was not, not really a, a good thing that I did with, with that team. It was especially the first year, and then, of course, we went up to Wisconsin, and that was a lot better. But anyway, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of stupid things coaching, and uh, the, 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 the thing that I put the Saints through – Initially in training camp when we were when we were down in the Hammond, I it was stupid. It was I could have lost somebody. I mean, lost, killed somebody the way we worked. And uh, 
Anyway, we had some success, and uh, I, I was very fortunate to inherit. When I got that job with the Saints that first year, inherit co- uh, players like you, and, 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 and I could name off, and you just named off a bunch of them, and, and I was lucky. And, and, and we had some success because of that. You, you don't have success in, in this business unless you have good players. I mean, that's the most important thing, and I tell people that all the time. I said there's a lot of good coaches in the NFL, college, whatever, and the ones that succeed have the best players, and that was the case with us. I inherited as the head coach of the Saints a lot of, including you, really, really, really good players that helped us have some very early success, and I was fortunate, and I think about that all the time so coach my my final question is a bit of a twofer uh and it's f- first one is from like the fan standpoint do you believe because i watch the same team and it feels like they're just struggling on these three and out three and out. do you believe as a coach that you can throw the ball deep early for the sole reason to loosen it up like you just you're just throwing it deep to let them know hey we can throw them deep you mean you want to complete it don't get me wrong but first off that and then secondly what 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 happens if a Taysom Hill lands on your lap in 1992, right? You know, is it a different football game? What do you do with Taysom Hill in 92 that maybe they're doing now that you might not have done? Now, what, what – well, I, I really like Taysom and what they do with him, and, and, it, and I don't know him, and yet when every time he comes in there he makes a first down, usually running the ball uh, – and 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 I I'm, I'm thinking God this guy's really valuable I don't know if he makes a lot of money and stuff but he should and 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 they I think they I think they could use him more I don't know why but and 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 the defenses don't prepare for him I don't think they don't prepare they, they, he, he's in there he's a quarterback they think they think well we're gonna we're gonna they're gonna throw the ball and then he runs eight or nine ten yards for a first down and then goes out of the game you know. Uh, he's tough because he threw a pass. He huh? took he, he threw a pass last night, one for one, eight yards. He took a handoff like a running back, meaning in his gut. He also took a toss running back pass, you know, play, and he also ran it as a quarterback. So it's the versatility. That's amazing, and 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 I I I don't know how he handles it from a standpoint that he only plays eight or nine snaps in a, in a game. I think I think. I think last night he had nine. He had 85 yards or something like that, averaging averaging almost eight yards a snap. Uh, and you see it, I see it all the time with him, but then the rest of the time he's sitting on the bench. I know he's in the kicking game and that kind of stuff, but uh, I, I admire the way that he handles things like that. I, I, I'm assuming he's a, a great guy to have on your team and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, think he's a, I think he's a real weapon. He is. He, he people is. People don't adjust to him. They just don't. Defenses don't. Don't know what to do with him. I agree. Coach, no. it's, I, I, I know. It's always. He, he, he gets back there and he, you know, he's in, in a shotgun and, 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 and I guess it's a call pass. I don't know. And then he <laughs> runs for 10 yards. You right. know, it's, it's amazing to me. Uh, always but good anyway. to talk to you uh, as usual. And whenever you're in town, you know, you can look me up. Uh, you went to my wedding, and uh, I'll make sure, even though Bobby don't invite me to the damn thing, but I'll make sure that you get invited uh, because, you know, it's all about stories. Well, well, well Hoss, you're not invited because you're not part of the Saints. All right. <laughs> I mean, you are now. This is old school. This is old school, old school? Okay, You don't think I'm old school, baby? 
Yeah, but you were part of the media. Right. You were part of the media right. when, Jake, when, when we were playing. Shake your part. You're part of the Saints now. Say goodbye to Coach Moore. All right, Coach Moore, listen, next. Uh, I want to say one thing. Bobby, I have the utmost respect for you, and last night I was in New Orleans. I got up real early this morning to catch a 7.30 flight that uh, Fletcher got me. I, and I heard when you were on the radio, I was listening to it, I was really impressed with the way you handle things. And I've always had the greatest amount of respect for you. Uh, it's hard to find a, a really, really, really good quarterback. If you don't have a really good quarterback, you don't have success. And we were fortunate. I was fortunate. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You helped us win a lot of games as our quarterback. And that's you know, I think right now is probably the most important position on a team. It, it is to be. You're not going to be successful in in the NFL without a really good quarterback. And and we had we had a really good quarterback in Bobby Abair. And I and I and I I have always had that respect for you and wish you the best. I mean, well, I, 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 I just. No, yeah, I know you did. I said it, and, and we're on the radio, and I'm talking to you. You were special. We were lucky. I came in and got that job, and I had you as the quarterback. I was very fortunate. Thank you, I mean Coach. That. We Thank appreciate you. it, and uh, we also echo those feelings about Bobby. And we will take a break, and we will look forward to talking to you through the season. Former Saints head coach Jim Moore back after this. Bobby will take a break. We're on the special edition of the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to a – the Saints, the Saints Coaches Show, it's kind of a special edition because we're, the Saints coaches themselves are working on the Green Bay Packers. This is They went from a long week to a short week, so uh, it's been a long morning for them because they got in and then right back to work, and I know those coaches will be working late tonight because now it is a short week. Joined as we go back to the Silver Slipper, so we're going to have Mike Dettelier, and then we're going to have another special bonus half hour of Mike Dettelier and Bobby at the Silver Slipper. And so, Mike, I'm just—I don't want—I know I don't, I'm trying. I can't lie and say that I, I've listened to the entirety of of you and Bobby, um, but I'm trying to get your kind of takeaways early of kind of the NFC South. I mean, I know it's two games; it's the smallest possible resume to work from, but to me, the, the Buccaneers going into Minnesota and winning and Atlanta beating Green Bay at home. And Atlanta's had two home games, but I'm just – and then the Saints going on the road and winning. Just kind of, you know, don't sleep on the NFC South. Yeah, uh, Tampa's the biggest surprise for me uh, because of the fact Baker Mayfield has really played pretty well. Now, we've seen this Baker before where he starts out sort of hot the team sort of adjusts to him, and uh, he cools off. That's been the biggest surprise to me. I watched Atlanta Green Bay. Man, oh, so did I. Oh my Green God. Bay, they had, they had him by the teriyaki. Oh. They let him loose. Okay? And then you have a quarterback that cannot complete a pass in the fourth quarter in Jordan Love. Did not complete a pass in the fourth quarter. And you know what? Arthur Smith, I know him from when he was with the Titans, and he was the tight ends coach, and he, then he became offensive coordinator. And he was the guy that really said, why the hell is Derrick Henry alternating with someone? You know, hey, that football ain't that heavy. Uh, let him run it. And so you see his brand of football in Atlanta with them being able to run the football with Aguilar and B. John Robinson. Man, he's a beast of a runner. And I can't tell you any more about Desmond Ritter today 
than I could last year. Uh, if he, how good is he going to be or how bad is he going to be? But their offensive line is damn good, Mike. <laughs> it's really good. And Green Bay knew they were going to run it and couldn't stop it. And, and give Ryan Nielsen a lot of credit, too. He doesn't have an ace pass rusher. Really doesn't. Caden Ellis gives him a little bit off the edge. And, and certainly Calais Campbell in the winter years of his career will, will give you that occasionally. But they bend and bend, but they don't break. And their defense really plays well. Now, this is back-to-back games in the fourth quarter. They've been able to kind of seal the deal. I'm more disappointed in what I saw with the Packers than what I saw with any other team because they had that game in check, and they let it loose. Uh, oh, I think And again, so. man. Especially uh, on that – they had a third down run that yes. I thought should have been a first down, and they didn't even look at it. They didn't question it. And then went up into the fourth and one and tried to do some fake, whatever. It was a disaster. But I think it was already a first down if they had challenged it. And that changes the game. No question about it. But, again, they're doing this without their top running back yeah, who was Jones. injured. A.J. Dillon uh, was carrying the load for them. But, George, listen, it can be – you can say it's not fair. But how do we judge quarterbacks? Fourth quarter wins – Big game wins. Jordan Love had that game in hand, and he, he couldn't do anything in the fourth quarter at all. He looked like a deer in the headlights. And he had played what I thought was a really good three quarters of football. And then it slipped away from him. Um, and he's got a young receiving core, but it's a pretty good one uh, out in Green Bay. And so the Saints will get tested there uh, with, and, and I think that's a pretty good matchup. Saints DBs going up against Green Bay's right. wideouts. Right. But, man, uh, the running game, when you needed it or had to have it, Packers couldn't do it. So here's the lineup, as I said goodbye to Mike Dettelier. Saints at Green Bay. The Panthers are at Seattle. The Falcons are at Detroit. And the Eagles, because the Tampa won, the NFC South, they get that first-place division. The Eagles go to Tampa. So we're going to have some, have some changes in that division, I believe. Mike Dettelier, as always, thank you for thank your you, time. Thank you, boss. We want to thank everybody for listening to a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show. Back to normal next week, Monday night, Saints Coaches Show. Tuesday, it's the Saints Hour. I'm Mike Hoss. Thanks to Charlie Long in the booth. Good night. Good luck, Saints, here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.